Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Hey, it's producer Mike from The Homework. This week we have a two-part episode, our very first here on The Homework. This first part, we are joined with my wife Lucy and we talk about uh, our charts. Part two is coming very soon, but enjoy. And remember, let's do some homework together. Welcome back to the Homework Show. My name is Joy Andrews, and I am here with my producer, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. And we've got um, we've got the two of us today, and Charlene, my special co-host, is has the day off, so we're gonna loop her back in later, and. I'm really excited about today's show, Mike, because we are going to talk about your personal life. (laughs) Yes, we're going to get a little bit deeper on my personal life. Uh, And of course, more specifically, today, uh, it's not just you and I. uh, We have my wife, Lucy, on the the podcast today. Welcome, Lucy. uh, Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we are going to talk. We're going to talk actually really personal (laughs) about my real And this is going to be super exciting and an intimate bird's eye view of how how people are and what you have graciously agreed to talk about Mike is Mike and Lucy is um, a an hour and a half that we spent together, which was one of the services that I do is astrology and Um, So what I did with you guys is pull your astrology charts and read the tea leaves, so to speak, about how different aspects of how you both show up in the world and how you show up with each other. And at the time, you know, I didn't really know you guys in depth. I hadn't even met Lucy. I didn't even know what you did for work or what your favorite flavor of ice cream was <laughs> and by the end it was um, pretty interesting how um, it seemed to be really reflective of of how you operated and how you relate to each other and so I do the service in my practice for people virtually offering birth chart readings but I also tie it into my acupuncture treatments as well and so we thought it would be interesting to showcase what this is like for people and um, give people a glimpse of what they could expect and like why even bother doing this or or what astrology has to do with anything regarding wellness, you know? Yeah, like for, for someone uh, like me, uh, that wasn't a huge piece of my background until I met actually Lucy. She is she's very much into astrology. Like I didn't even read my horoscope <laughs> it, or anything. 
until I met her and I realized through her reading a lot of things and sending me a lot of things that I'm actually a true Sagittarius. <laughs> so like just based off the def definition of a Sagittarius, I realized that I am that. So and then we then I got really into it about how much it says about a person and their background. And so I think that's what interests us to reach out to Joy and go, hey, can we get a little bit deeper into that? Because I'm very much into um, energy and, and karma and, and uh, that type of like, how can you, you know, like it, how you can use your energy to to propel you forward. So I like I was really interested in that. And so I knew a little bit about it. And I think this is a great way to get a little bit more in depth, speaking as a layman's person, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Right, so, yeah. And this happened a while ago, right? So you two, I don't know if you had decided to move to California or you were thinking about making a change in your life. This was during the pandemic and you were, um, Mike, you were having a conversation with me um, during one of our podcast sessions and you were like, our life is pretty much up in the air. And I was like, hey, you know, there might be a reason behind this. There might be a little bit of planetary action going on behind the scenes that might be making you feel a certain way, make certain decisions coming up here soon. And if you want to, um, you know, go through that process, no pressure, we could do it jointly with you and Lucy together because you were sort of in this life transition, you know, and I, I feel like it was a season where you were grappling for some clarity, you hadn't quite figured out all the pieces yet, and you were just sort of like something major is in the works. <laughs> Wasn't that right? Yeah, yeah, I think it was right after we figured out that we weren't going to Monterey. And I think that we were sort of trying to figure out what the next move was. So it was in between, it was that year in between, we thought we were going to Monterey, we ended up not going to Monterey. And so now we were, we knew we still wanted to go to California, we just didn't know where we were going to end up at that point. And I think we, we were like, okay, let's, let's do this. I think, uh, I think like everyone else in the country was dealing with, I was dealing with a job situation, trying to figure out where exactly I need to go next with my career. And so I think I think all the culmination of all of those elements uh, brewing together, I think this is where how we ended up going. OK, we're going to we're going to give this a whirl and see see how things work. I don't know how you felt about that that time. No, I felt the same way. I felt like the whole world is going through this transition. And I think we were going through we had been in a transition, a majority of our relationship, and we've always wanted to you know, moved to California. So then during that time, it was, I don't know, for us, it was a time that we got to spend together and sort of talk through it and figure out where we were going from there and what we were supposed to do. You know, what kind, should we make this move, this change? And then um, meeting with you kind of came in the middle of it and was, I remember it being super, super helpful and sort of gave me a look at some things that some of it I, I knew about myself and some of it was, was really cool to find out and then also find out how we sort of interact with each other because I think our we have an you know an interesting dynamic with our relationship and we always have and so it was just nice to to see us separately see how we interact and I think it definitely helped us figure out our transition and which way we were going to do this and and I mean it worked we got here and we <laughs> you know we've been here for a couple of months so I yeah but I think you're right I think it came after Monterey and we were trying to 
figure out our focus and and figure out where we were going to go. So, and a lot of people think about life transitions and and sort of get stuck in which decision to make. Um, and they think about what could help me get through this. Can I talk to my friends? Can I talk to my family? Do I talk to a pastor? Do I talk to a psychic? Do I need, do I talk to a therapist, you know, and cause it can bring up a lot of emotions and confusion and it can be really difficult, especially if a couple is moving or going to make a move. It's like, are we making this decision based on your job or based on my job? And then I'm going to give up my life to, sacrifice this you know for this change which is a, a big thing to decide you know and so sometimes it can take an outside perspective and so usually people will will pull in some different perspectives you know like their therapist or parents or friends you know and you sort of pick people's brain and it's like we're thinking about this does this sound right to you? And then you get naysayers and then you get cheerleaders on, you know, both sides of it thinking, saying, oh yeah, you should definitely do it. And some people are like, oh, that's a terrible idea. It's going to be so hard, you know? And the thing I like about using astrology to, to, as one more voice, one more aspect of analyzing your options is not not for fortune telling, you know, some people think about, oh, astrology is like this esoteric art that is going to like give me this, this fortune telling and tell me like what it is I need to be doing with my life. And it, while it is indicative of, of a lot of details of our life that is really astonishing, um, it, it doesn't, it's not like palm reading in a sense of like the old 1980s movies of like there's there's this globe of like oh yeah and this is gonna happen to you and it's fateful and you know it's really like um these are the cards you were dealt at birth based on the planetary positions and you can do what you want with them however some aspects are gonna just be always be this way for you and you don't really need to work on trying to fixing that thing about you because it's just part of who you are you know yeah i i, I kind of look at it as a way of being uh figuring out how to become more efficient as a human being right how the better way the best way for you as an individual to interact with the world interact with people relationships and i think it's also a way to help explain certain aspects of you that maybe some people don't understand or don't seem to get along with. Uh, I think the reading actually has helped our relationship, to be honest, because I think we've learned um, from that from that session that uh, there are, you're right, there are certain aspects about us and our personalities that are just always going to be there and we kind of have to be, it's nice to be aware of them so you can I think manage is a weird word, but you so you can go, okay, this is not, this thing is not going to allow me to be the best version of myself or be as efficient as a human being as possible. And uh, then I need to work it this way so I can be that person. And, you know, and I think it helps you be there for that other person. Lucy, I'm not sure. How no, 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 I agree. I was just thinking while you were saying that, that joy kind of like what you were saying about having all the pieces like friends and family or whoever you speak to for guidance there's all these things too like your love language and what type of worker you are and all of those things sort of I think guide you through this through this world and how you fit in this world and sometimes I mean I know I struggle with sometimes finding my place and how I fit in this world or where I'm supposed to be or am I doing the right thing and I think this is just an extra tool 
for me personally, not necessarily how I interact with other people, but it's more so how I kind of interact with myself or how I approach myself and then more so for our relationship, how we interact with each other. And, um, yeah, I just, I just think it helped. It's helping us sort of round out how we interact. And that was a huge thing for me because we spent so much time together during the pandemic and worked a lot on our relationship and wanted to make it really solid before we moved cross country. Cause that's a huge thing. And doing that together and not having anybody else, I just felt like this reading was an extra piece to sort of get a handle on who I am and how I function in this world, how I move throughout this world, how you function and move throughout this world and how we can do that together and take care of each other better. So you're right. It's a self-awareness tool. You know, it's just one of the tools for self-awareness that you're right. I think helps us navigate life, navigate each other and, and, um, be more efficient, you know, and stop fighting some things that we don't need to fight and embrace some things about ourselves. And the thing I think is special is that you did it together. You were willing to have the conversation together, which I really love when I get to do couples or family members together because we can't, can't always see ourselves. We can't always see our blind spots. We can't always see um, details about ourselves. And when somebody's sitting next to you, it just makes it so much fun because the other person starts laughing when I say, oh, you're like this, you know, and the other person is like, you're so like that. You know? And the person's like, no, I'm not. I'm not like that at all. And we really observe, you know, in partnership, we're like mirrors of each other. We sort of are hyper aware of the other person's ticks, of the other person's, you know, like little um, things, the way they like the kitchen and the way they like their laundry done or not done. And the, the little things that we nitpick about or the things that we love, sometimes we um, can see in astrology how some of that stuff is built into to who they are. So what I could do is like explain a little bit about the process and... Um, what we talked about and and maybe talk through a little bit of your what showed up in your chart yeah that, that sounds great to give people a little bit of um perspective so i'm trained as a, an acupuncturist right acupuncture and feng shui are really ancient arts and they were practiced thousands of years ago before there were diagnoses, before there was the word astrology, before there were birth charts, before there were diagnoses in people's bodies, there, there was a method of observation that was happening in acupuncture and feng shui. And so ancient, ancient healers, ancient doctors of the time would look at how um, a person would respond to their environment around them, how they would respond to when there was a full moon out. Did they act crazy? Could they not sleep? Could they not get their work done on a full moon? And if somebody was in an environment that was really uncomfortable for them, like in mountains or um, by water, some people came alive or some people got really antsy in certain environments and um, they noticed generational changes of when people were born in generations they were different and there were patterns about that and so all that also um, showed up in how they behaved 
emotionally, spiritually in the world, but also in their body and how their bodies um, functioned and how well they were in society. And so the ancient art of medicine actually used to be very closely tied with astronomy and looking at the stars and looking at one's environment. And so it's very natural actually to pay attention to this kind of stuff all in one um, conversation of how well your body's working, how well your mind is working, how well your spirit is working um, in the same conversation as what's happening in the stars and what's happening in our environment around us. And that's just gotten dissected over time, over the centuries. We've parceled that out and we're like, oh, they're very separate. What's going on in my body has nothing to do with what's going on in the stars, you know? And so we're returning back to ancient arts um, in this conversation and, and that's how my training is based. And so what I did was I pulled your birth charts, both of your charts, um, and what I mean by that is I looked up your birth date and time and location, and I uh, looked at your Chinese astrology charts and your Western astrology charts. Uh, different parts of the world have different types of looking at your birth information. There's a style in Asia, there's a style um, in China, that's different from India. There's a, and when we say Western astrology, that sort of um, encompasses the entire Western hemisphere. There are ancient astrology, uh, astrological calendars that are um, in Central America and South America, um, and they're just less widely known. So the type that you read horoscopes from in this day and age are primarily based on western astrology and so that's what we talk about when we talk your sun sign what's your sun sign you know um and you saying you're a sagittarius you know that's based on western astrology so that's become a, a commonality in language more and more these days right so lucy you said you've been reading horoscopes you know this has been uh there's been a reawakening in looking at astrology lately just in the last few years and it's become more mainstream among um younger folks as well it's become more natural to use self-awareness tools of all kinds like going to therapy and also getting their astrology charts read you know and um so i can look at different angles of somebody's charts and see how that's playing out in their life and how it's also playing out in their body so i can actually do an acupuncture treatment that supports these these things too and so What's cool about Chinese astrology is that gives a totally different lens on somebody. And Chinese astrology, I like to pick that one out in particular because they really pay attention to how we are like nature. And there's five elements that they talk about that are um, earth, water, metal, wood, and fire. And they said that people came into this earth with, a, with, with metaphorically some aspects of these five elements in us. And um, those five elements could be looked at in all of nature and within ourselves. So how those elements um, were made up are similar to, let's say, if you are a Sagittarius sun sign, you are also, let's say, for example, a water sign in Chinese astrology. It's a totally different lens, and they don't 
um, line up linearly. Like our linear mind likes to be like, oh, they map up perfectly. Um, but the reason that I pull both charts is really to break that up, to be non-linear and sort of think of different sides of you because we don't, none of us fit nicely into a box, you know? So, so just because we're like Sagittarius sun sign is so common to talk about these days. It's not the only lens. It's just the lens that primarily we're looking at here in the U.S., you know, and so it's easy as a language to talk about. Um, and so, so that's, that's sort of what my context is for how I'm looking at this. So what I did for you too is pulled your um, Ch Chinese astrology and Western astrology charts for both of you. And what is interesting and what stood out is how you are like a yin-yang single symbol of each other it's like you guys had this complementary aspect about your charts that we actually put on paper and could see side by side how how y'all were so different and similar at the same time so like for example so Mike, I'll talk about you for a second. So pulled your Western astrology chart and you were um, a Sagittarius sun, but that's not the only aspect that we look at on astrology in Western astrology charts. We really like to look at what we call the big three, the moon, sun, and rising sign. And Sagittarius is just one aspect of you, right? So your sun sign is considered like the sort of like the big picture of who you are but it's not all the details of the nitty-gritty of who you are so Sagittarius is all about growth adventure and learning like I can't meet a Sagittarius that's not taking a course reading a book reading five books has six tabs of blogs open has a hundred podcasts downloaded on their phone and is um, is wanting to go on an adventure of some kind, whether that's down the street or across the world. And so Sagittarius Sun, I think we were joking during the visit because I was like, your idea of a vacation is something where you can do stuff and learn and grow. And I was like, that's totally different from Lucy because she might just want to sit on the beach and drink margaritas and you're like going to hate sitting on the beach and drinking margaritas as a Sagittarius. It's, I mean, it's, it's really, it's interesting because the, what the chart, like you saying that in the very beginning of our session, I remember going, man, this is really, this is really me. Like you've already, you've already kind of cracked our code because she, one of the reasons why she is on record as saying that she'll probably never leave California is because she loves the beach. And so, like, she constantly wants to go to the beach and hang out on the beach. And I mean, I'm like, okay. What are we doing here? Why are we here? <laughs> what are we, what what are we do on the beach? <laughs> yeah. Are, are we, do, we, do we do something here? No? We no, just, we, just, we, just, we yeah. just hang out here. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, well, and it, I appreciate it, too, because you had talked about, like, the yin and yang with us, that that's something that we've talked about the entire time. We've been together for a little over a decade. And we've always talked about that in the beginning. We didn't always feel like we, on paper, we didn't always make sense, but we have this crazy connection with the two of us that we've had for a long time that makes sense and we complement each other. So when you said that, when we first did our session, it was like, because we've been saying it for years and I think people think that we're nuts, but 
then you said it. And like you said earlier, it's not like you knew us very well. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, right. this starts to make sense. So. You start to feel a little bit seen as a relationship yeah. because some people don't. I think, and I, I mean, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I don't think everyone always understands our relationship. No. And so, you know, you when you started seeing them, you're like, you barely know us, and yet you seem, you, you kind of see who we are already as, as people and how we work with each other. So it's been very, it's like, and that's just the beginning. That's the funniest part. You're just, you're just scratching the surface because the session, you get, a, you get into the weeds of it and what you can do to balance each other a little bit better to fine tune those things that you that you may or not have felt about your relationship so and your sun sign lucy is pisces which is a water baby i mean you you can't be more comforted by water than you so you wanting to live by the beach yeah is a way for you to actually unplug from people because pisces are very receptive they are like water and so their water is a conductor so they're always conducting feeling people's energy and feeling the energy of everything that's going around them so you actually need to unplug from adventure and learning and and the overwhelm of like a hundred podcasts downloaded <laughs> because you feel that so deeply and so for you it's almost like respite to just lay there and do not have anybody drain you <laughs> and have the water like refill your tank so to speak is is how i would see that yeah um so your moon sign is another really interesting aspect of humanity right so the moon sign where the moon was when you were born has to do with your physical and emotional sense of satisfaction um, and so that's sort of your internal emotional world. And Mike, your moon was in Capricorn when you were born. And Capricorns are workhorses. Capricorns are not laying on the beach either. They are, <laughs> I'd say they are the directors. They're working 20 hour days and they're like, stand here, do this. You're not saying your line right. I know the right way to do to say your lines and we need to stay here until we get it done. But the position of your moon was in the fifth house of creativity and childlike play. So it was like the ultimate of work play balance or actually not balance, the work and play. So I was like envisioning you as the director on the Muppet set, like we are here to play. We need to get this right. We need to work 20 hours to get this right. And so you need to embrace that part of you, like embrace, first of all, telling people what to do, embrace that Capricorn energy of saying like, I've got it, you guys, this is the way to do this right. So just trust me, I'm going to nail it. But this is how we're going to do this play thing. Like, this is how Marvel movies were built. This is how this is how the the world of entertainment is built and driven. You know what I mean? And so and then I didn't even realize you pointed to your collection of Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I've always felt like I'm a huge, I'm a big kid and, and, and I like to play. And I've told her recently, um, one of my favorite, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Like, so I love watching the WWE and AEW and all that stuff like that. And so, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, he always said that he, he, cause he's a workhorse too. Like he's always doing other events and stuff like that. Not just outside of pro wrestling. He's a huge gamer as well. 
and one of the things he's I've heard him say on several podcasts is that he wants to he wants to build a life that he never feels like he has to take a vacation from. Mm-hmm. And that and that to me is appealing to me. Like I don't mind working, but I like I never want to feel like I need the vacation. I want to feel like I can have just as much fun and just as much play and that be satisfying and uh, in a job that I am being paid for. Like I want to be able to have that sense because I feel like if I if I've created something that uh, if I'm working somewhere that I spend 40 hours a week as Americans, we work uh, a minimum of 40 hours a week. I know people who work 50, 80, all of those things. And, uh, and then they then they're clamoring they're burnt out all that stuff like that my goal is to build a life that i never feel like i feel like i'm burnt out from that i have to go on a vacation and so uh when you say the things that you're saying that i'm a workhorse but i also want to have fun and all that mixed up i feel like that is a perfect balance because i i can be serious but i also love figures and Funko Pops and things like that that remind me of being a kid and that nostalgia of being a a kid and I'm 40 so like it's just one of those things that I I really enjoy yeah you've got this collection of of um, reminders of that how many collector's items would you say you have we talked about it with Aaron on a previous podcast I am how you need a wall right yeah I think when we moved out here we got the smallest pod. I think it's a seven by seven. Most of that pod was containers and bins of Funko Pops and figurines. And he has a lot. He has a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because it's important to you. Because it, it is, reminds yeah. you of how important play and creativity really is. Like, it's not just a cute little accessory. It actually is like part of your DNA is that mm-hmm. play and expression and creativity is actually really meaningful. Very much, very much. Like, and, and what I love is that it kind of confirmed that, like I felt that way and already, cause I say this to Lucy all the time. I feel like I'm constantly, she'll tell me that I'm always working, that I'm working on something else. I'm on my phone looking at something else or something else that I know that is going to help improve whatever my workflow is and and, and stuff like that. So very much like that. Yeah. And here's something that always gets judged about people, right? So you said you're 40 and, and that gets a lot of judgment. Like, Oh, it's, it's, you have to grow up at a certain point. Come on, get with it. You know, like you ready to do your, adult job do you really need another action figure do you really you know what i mean and so people with fifth house stuff are like that they have a perpetual um childlikeness about them and that fuels life itself like that is what we all spend the big money on is movies entertainment music things to make us reconnect with the joyfulness of life you know what i mean and people don't they also don't allow that like there's also judgment about that so i think there was some validation in there about like it's okay to do that and to own that as something that's important to you yeah it makes me feel it ma- it makes me feel grounded those things the things that you're talking about the figures and the the entertainment and the movies and the uh, you know, the, the, even TV, it makes me feel the stuff makes me feel like me because you're right. It reminds me of of, uh, of my younger self when things were a little bit more simpler. 
right? Like people become adults, and I think sometimes they forget uh, how to be a child in that situation. So I'm always looking for being happy, and for some reason, and I've said this, uh, I've said this to Lucy, is that for some reason, like it feels like people don't like if you're doing what makes you happy, people find a way to go. Why do you do that? Why does that? And, I, and do you not want to be happy? And I feel like everyone in this world is looking for a way to be happy. And when you try to find that and you try to go after those things, people either tell you it's not real, it's unattainable, or it's impossible, mm-hmm. right? It's impossible. So people want to sit in their misery. And so I've been, I mean, over the last majority of my life, I, I, I've always followed what makes me feel good because I feel like if I don't, then I'm a horrible person to people, right? If I'm not, if I feel like I'm in a situation that does not make me happy, I'm not good. And we've seen that over time. Lucy's been here for several moments in my life where I've either done something that I didn't like, something that was not enjoyable to me. I become a, I become a bear to be with because I'm not happy about it. And some people will go, well, you can't be happy about everything. And, and, and my thing is, is people are dying to be happy, right? Mm. People are losing their lives to be happy. So why would I try? Why would I continue to do something that doesn't make me happy? If I can find something that does make me happy and that makes me enjoy my life to be a better person for not just my wife, but my family and my friends, why wouldn't you let me want to be that? Why do I need to be miserable? Um, One of the things I used to say to her all the time is, why do you want to suffer? (laughs) Wow. Why? Who wants to suffer? Which was a hard concept. That was a hard thing to hear because I. This is this is sort of built by that. I was I was raised by guilt and and uh, suffering, and I was taught as a kid because I mean I have very humble beginnings, and I was taught as a kid that sometimes you have to suffer through it. And I remember saying that to him, and he goes, "Why? Why do you have to?" And I was like, "What? What a novel concept that you don't have to suffer through things. You can make other choices." And I thought it was, when we did this, it was very validating for him. And it was nice for me to hear because you do get a lot of stuff sometimes from people about growing up and you're 40 and we we should be hitting these places that people think we should hit, right? Like married, kids, house, car, all of these things. And you and I have struggled because we always find ourselves in these, this place that we're not where everyone else is. So sometimes you... F- Sometimes you feel like, that's fine, this is where I'm supposed to be and that's where I'm choosing to be. But then you also have moments of, am I doing this wrong? Am I, should I be do? should I look like them? And that's been a, a topic of conversation for you and I for a long time. And it was, it was very validating because this is, this is who he's supposed to be. And you are right when, when you have this stuff, cause that, that's the other thing is I'm not a stuff person. I don't have a lot of stuff and his stuff drives me insane because there's so much of it, but it brings him joy, right? And, and joy really, is wellness, right? Yeah. Like joy is a life spring, you know, yes. like somebody being hap- happy, like what you're talking about is more important than any vitamin you could take. It's more important than any workout you could do. It's more important than any green vegetable. <laughs> like it's like. <laughs> If you have joy, you know, that is life itself that you have nothing if you don't have happiness. And so people just like to dismiss that kind of stuff as not important or secondary, you know, oh, resources are first thing, you know. Um, So it's like I really like to bring those kind of like little details up of like, pay attention if you want a loud shirt, if you want a loud figurine, it's like actually important, it's life force, you know, and not dismiss that. 
you know. And you are totally opposite, Lucy. So your moon sign, your sense of emotional and um, physical satisfaction is also in Pisces. So Pisces is really about that intuitive, invisible realm. So it totally makes sense that you were the one reading astrology charts. And that is like an invisible art, you know what I mean? And um, what's interesting about your chart was also that the placement of your moon sign is actually pretty close to your sun sign. Um, your moon is in the 10th house of career. So that really means your vocation, like you are actually physically and emotionally moved to have a vocation rather than a clock in and clock out job. Like you have a mission to do and it's very holy and sacred and those words may not be used to describe the kind of work you do in the world, you know what I mean? But it's almost like you are a rebel nun, <laughs> like, like, like you are a healer undercover and people don't even know understand that's what you're doing but you're basically picking up on this energy pisces is like a conductor of energy basically so you're absorbing it all and you're seeing all this invisible intelligence that people have um, as part of your vocation so you're like you are in service to um, helping bring to light this invisible intelligence people have. So that means nonverbal communication. That means people's energetic, intuitive abilities. That means like the unseen talents that people have. You are like, oh, I see you. I see you like nobody else sees you. I can hear what you're saying and you didn't even open your mouth. That kind of thing is like, like, you feel and it's like really satisfying when you can do that but that takes all of your energy and it doesn't even probably doesn't even feel like energy in the moment but by the end of the day you're probably like oh my gosh it's hard to be a human i'm done being a human <laughs> yeah yeah and um when we i remember when we were discussing this too because the first time because we grew up in very different backgrounds and astrology was talked about in my house a lot. So we always talked about horoscopes and things like that. And, and he thought I was nuts. And, but we were talking about like energy and things that I can tell with him. Cause I'll ask him, you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, mm, your energy's a little weird today. And he's looking at me like I was nuts. And I'm like, no, I can feel it. I can feel it when you're not okay. I can feel it when, when something is is wrong so that was really validating for me because I felt that way my entire life I just felt like like I read people really well I connect to people really well and they connect to me very well and one of the things that I really appreciated was you talking about picking up on other people's things and energy and because you know what I was doing well what I do for a living is I'm a I'm a special education teacher and what I was doing before previous teaching position was working with students with emotional disabilities and one of the things I loved about it is you have these really intelligent kind beautiful little human beings who never get to show that side of them because everybody always just sees the anger or the aggression or the violence no one ever gets to see that and there are these beautiful little kids and beautiful little beings and it was healing for them but to be around them but also healing for me to be around them because it was it was a, such a learning experience but then there are times too like you said too that I come home and I 
I don't want to listen to anything. I don't want anybody to talk to me. I don't. So like in the mornings I go to work, this one, music on, like in high traffic and like pumping, pumping. And I'm like, in the mornings, I actually, I just started, I play a seventies acoustic mix from um, Spotify and I have it on real low, like two clicks up real low in the morning, just so it's not silent in my car. Cause sometimes I just can't handle it. Cause it, and I never understood that either. Because there were times when I'm like, why are you not doing something or learning? Or why do you not, you know, engage in this hobby? And I'm like, sometimes I'm just, <laughs> I just can't. Sometimes I need a break and I have to decompress and I have to get out of that because I've sucked all of that up all day. So it was very validating for me because I didn't always understand it. Or I thought that's what it was, but then I also thought you might be a little crazy that you're feeling that way. But yeah. yeah and it was hard with your chart was like precog. Like, what was that movie? Minority Report? Minority Report. Mm. Good pull. As a movie guy, <laughs> that's a good pull. <laughs> Where those precogs were floating in the tanks and mm -hmm. they could see, right? Like, they could see what was going to happen, right? I think that's what their role was. And yes. so that's like you, Pisces is a water sign. And so you're like a fish in water. Um, conducting energy but it's also important who you're around because of that so because you can absorb people's energy um and as since you're doing it as this vocation this like holy sacred work that you're doing it's really important who you're doing that with and then who you play with at the end of the week or day or whatever because their energy if their energy is like really intense or um really muddy in that precog water it's gonna be really difficult for you because you're like oh i'm picking up your anxiety your fear your worry all your emotions too so if you can be around people who are emotionally clean or simple that's gonna it's gonna be like balm for you you're like oh and that's why sitting on a beach with a margarita is really calming because you're like just don't ask me to heal you or feel you which is, which is something I deal with too. And in my current situation, um, not to get too deep into it, but I'm experiencing things at work that have been, sorry, <laughs> have been very interesting. And I am around some personalities who, I'm around a very beautiful personality that I appreciate. And um, she's this very kind, she reminds me a lot of my mom. So she's very kind, um, just very balanced person that doesn't drain me at the end of the day and I enjoy spending my time with her when I'm at work and then I'm also around this very um unbalanced energy that's very chaotic and can be very negative and <laughs> and I have realized in the last couple of months that it's been a struggle and it, it has added to the struggle of this transition to California which was a huge transition for both of us but it's added to that as well and then I went to, um, I did an interview last week and it was like, when I came out of it, Michael asked me, he said, how did it go? And I said, it went great. And he looked at me, he goes, you never say that. But the energy in that building, the energy with those people, the energy with the kids, like I came out and I was just in a really great place because I realized that moment made me realize that I've been in this other place for the last, what, eight months that I have days where I literally hide like instead of eating out eating lunch with everybody at lunchtime I hide in my office and I call Michael because I need a break and I can't it causes me anxiety it makes me uncomfortable and I can't so I, I when I'm in those situations I tend to 
seclude myself and I'm already kind of an introvert but I tend to seclude myself because I just it just causes sometimes I feel like my body is vibrating and I can't handle it so then I had this really great interview with these really great people and it was it's just it was wild it was wild and it made me realize that I do go through that stuff and I don't always think about it in the moment and that it does affect me and it affects everything I do it affects how I am at home and affects how I you know we treat each other and and also because it affects like my anxiety or if I, cause I have a temper, it affects that. And sometimes I'm triggered and I don't know why, but it's sometimes it's because the energy that I picked up on where I'm at currently. So, right. You might be conducting that or you might be channeling that or releasing the energy pent up for you. And so yeah. when you make decisions, it is really important to pay attention to how you feel energetically, even more than logic, because for you, it might not be logical to make a decision. You know, it might not make sense on paper, but um, like you can make it make sense on paper later, but the first hit or the, the way you feel energetically is actually that nonverbal communication back to you that's really important. That's why, um, you know, some people want to go and they want to like medicate all this vibration out of them. You know what I mean? They want to like tamp it down. They're like, how many gallons of CBD tincture can I take? How much alcohol can I drink? How much can I like soothe myself in this situation? How many Xanax can I take? You know what I mean? Because we're trained to like, oh, that's not normal to be so nervous or that's not normal to pick up all what's wrong. You know what I mean? Just calm down. But actually, it's your superpower to be this vibrating sensory being. And so that's one of the aspects of you, like you were talking about, Mike, is like there's all this play stuff, you know, going on in like his stuff. He's very like he's very grounding to you in his energy and you are like very fluid. And so we need to allow for your fluidity. So it's just sort of like. I'm going to be shaky today. I'm going to be vibrating. I'm going to be weepy. I'm going to be. He, he recently talked about, um, and one of my kids had it last year, last year when I was at the, when we were still in Maryland, my kids, cause I have days, I have days where I wake up and I'm just not vibrating the right way. Or I have days where I'm, I'm good to go, but he jokes and he joked recently there. They make these little like plushies. I think they're like an octopus and one has a smiley face and then you flip it on flip it inside out and the other was sad face and he goes we need to get that because sometimes sometimes i don't even know i'm feeling that way but he's like you need to flip it so i know where you're at and we know what kind of day we're having because there are just days that i just can't deal and i can't always figure out what it is or what affected me but i can't always deal and he grounds me so much 